0: You have to pick certain things that, okay, this is more important than that. Let's invest more money on making this look great. If we're gonna spend a whole minute on this and five seconds on that, that's not so important. So it's also just about talking and coming to an understanding of what is important and what's not.
1: Hey everybody and welcome back to Department Spotlight, the show where we speak to our friends and colleagues about their experiences in the South African film industry. Today we will be talking about production design and we will also be talking to two of our friends and colleagues who are in different countries. So it will not just be the South African industry, it will also be the British industry and the Congolese industry. So yeah, we are really excited to get going. So let's let's get to it.
0: Hi, I'm Raquel Delgado
2: a production designer currently in South Africa.
1: Uh, I'm Olivier Moutombe Amiso, production
2: designer
3: currently in Congo. Uh, Hi, I'm Lauren Boy. I'm currently a production designer in London, UK.
1: Awesome. Cool, guys. Well, welcome to this special international edition of Department Spotlight focusing on production design. Mark, do you want to kick us off with uh, questions?
4: Yeah. um, I I suppose a good one to start with is when you're given a script and you're given the go ahead, how do you how do you guys approach? How do you guys approach a script? How do you break
2: everything down? When I'm given a, a, a script, I actually want to like I read to find out what's the genre of of the like of the form of the script, what it's all about, and then yeah, and then I start anal- like going into it, analyzing it, and finding out what it needs. And stuff. I think it's just it comes with the the um, the genre. For me, it's the genre of the script
3: um well when I first get a script I usually just read it a couple of times see what the vibe is um try and come up with ideas I like to sketch scripts out as I get them so i often have a script in front of me and it'll just be like covered in drawings so if the script writer ever saw what I did to their script they'd probably be like oh my god what have you done um, But it's just like covered in different sketches um, and I usually find that helps kind of me visualize what's actually going on so just turning the words into like visual representations
0: uh, well, when I first get a script, I I read it through and I just get um, lots of ideas just flowing into my head immediately, and I kind of jot them down. I also like to research and I really like start getting some pictures, and then I'll obviously discuss with the director and see if we're obviously on the same wavelength and. Um, also understanding what genre are we in but i can usually sometimes pick that up from the script itself um but otherwise i just like to read it and really just jot down ideas and start researching because i just get flooded with ideas
1: do you guys uh when you when you start getting these ideas do you like um like lauren was saying she sketches things out uh do you let that those ideas just simmer for a bit before you present to the director, or do you just immediately like, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? How does that work? How's the relationship with the director?
0: Well, for me, um I usually like to let it just simmer just so I can hear other people's ideas first, especially from the director, because this is their story at the end of the day. So yeah, I just like to to hear from from them and I like to work closely with my director just because. At the end of the day, we have to complement each other and highlight each other's important sections of the of the script.
3: Uh, Yeah. So usually I like to let things sit for a bit as well, Um, because usually my very first idea is not the best. And then like as I think about it more then I'm just like, oh, wait, no, that wouldn't work. Maybe I should think about it this way. And I try to think of it on a very creative level, but also a practical level and think, okay, this is the budget I've been given. This is the kind of idea that I want to go with, but what can I actually achieve before taking it to the director? And Mm -hmm. not so long ago, I was on a project that um, brought on the rest of the crew before they actually had a director, which was very different. And they come on, (laughs) it was very strange. Um, But so I was in communication with the script writer and the producer most of the time and they were just like oh this is kind of what we want to do and then when the director came on they were just like yeah that's cool I like that um so but at that point the design had kind of already been really developed Mm. and I think there is a process of development that you have to go through alone Mm. um before you start presenting it to anybody um and then, cause you know, what's going to work and what doesn't work. And you don't want to like say, Oh, we should do this. And then, you know, it's not going to work, but then the director is just like, Oh my God, that would be amazing. And then you're actually just like, wait, <laughs> given you this, but we can't actually do it. So, so I think there is a lot of thought to happen first before you can just be like, Oh my God, let's just do all the amazing things with all the money. So Yeah.
2: Like uh, recall and Lauren said, like, it's very important, definitely important to let it some, and like you have to, leave. and. Like Lauren and Luca also both say, like, you have to have an, an, an idea that you already have, like, taking it to the directory that you are sure of. It's just not throwing ideas that you're not sure that's going to work. So, yeah, that's well, definitely right.
1: Has this ever happened to you guys? What happens when the director comes to you or the script writer or whatever, and he's got this, like, idea or it's written into the script and it's just this big thing? How do you guys talk around budget? Do you try to make it work to the budget or do you rather say no um you know that's not going to work let's do something else how does how do? How, what is your relationship with budgets
2: it's a very important about that to talk about it in the beginning mm. sometimes you know if it's going to work or not you really have to speak to the uh, to the director and let him know that this is going to happen or this not because sometimes yeah they, they come with such big ideas and then you have to be very realistic with them and explain to them that it's not going to work and then also something like if the budget can change or you explain to them like we have like a budget list that we make and maybe work the budget or making budget a bit bigger or something like that.
4: Mm, I see so like not letting it get too far in the process before
2: Definitely, definitely. Yeah, you definitely have to speak up before you get to the point. I mean, it's so it's so big. It's too it's so big for you that you cannot even handle it. So it's best to talk to the director from the beginning, and make him realize that this can happen. This cannot happen. So you have to be upfront about it because it has happened to me in like some of the like some films that I've worked on in varsity. That big ideas, and I keep saying that it's it's possible that they keep pressing for that to happen, and then it didn't quite work out. So I had to learn from it.
1: And you guys, what do you uh, Lauren and Raquel? Have you guys ever like fought for more money <laughs> or, or is it just like, oh, okay, I guess this is my, this is my budget, whatever.
3: I've definitely fought for more money before. Um, often, especially when I think about back to after. Um, <laughs> especially when someone comes to you and they're just like, I want a massive circus room. And you're just like, okay, sure. <laughs> I can do that. Or, can we make it rain inside? I'm just like, sure, (laughs) let's do that. We'll build a massive cage that gets taken out last minute, you know? Um, (laughs) So I think um, there are, you know, there are things where you just like um, we could be spending the money in different ways, but if, I think it's important to kind of like decide which parts of budget go where at the beginning, because if you start spending it on things that, the race of the crew aren't sure about or your directors It's like, it would be nice to have, but you spent your money on it. And then later on it gets cut out or it's not used. Or So it's very important to prioritize what where the budget goes and what gets used the most. Um, and I think that's when script breakdowns become so important because then you have to like realize what is the most important part of the script? What visuals do I need to make sure to stay in? And if we lose this, what would happen? Um, so it's not really about cutting corners with the budget, but more like, you know, finding out the most cost-effective way to make it work. Mm. um and sometimes it's not that easy and especially because you have to like realize that they're paying so many other people and they've got money going to so many other different things um but yeah it's it's not the easiest part of it but it's definitely something you have to consider the whole time yeah it's nice when you get past the budget though and it's just like okay i've got everything i need that's the fun now
0: yeah well i definitely agree with both uh lauren and oliver at the end of the day sometimes like I think it depends on the director that you're working with. It can be quite a challenge to get them to understand that you're only giving me so much of your budget, but you want this extravagant thing. Um, and also, like Lauren pointed out, that you have to pick certain things that, okay, this is more important than that. Let's invest more money making this look great. If we're going to spend a whole minute on this and five seconds on that, that's not so important. Um, So it's also just about talking and coming to an understanding of what is important and what's not. And I also think that I'm someone, and Yaku you know this, I like to be as cheap as possible. you know, like really like to not spend a, a lot of my budget given, which I think is also important, especially when considering um, low-budget films. So,
1: yeah, and I mean, from from my perspective, or whoever's providing the money, that's <laughs> that's always great when you're like, okay, that's this nice. is the this is the amount. Don't go over it. And then you know, like Raquel went like way under it, which was which was awesome. But yeah, sorry, continue. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So I think it's I think it's important to also just try as a designer work around your your budget, but it it has to be a, a leeway and a discussion between both director, even producer and um, and production designer. You all need to work as a team and come together to make a conclusion as to how much money are we willing to spend and where that money is going to go.
1: Mm. True. True.
4: And another sort of question that sort of leaps on from that is, what do you think? What do you guys think from a production designer's point of view? What do you think are some things that screenwriters or directors could assist in this whole, like this whole creation of everything? So, what would, as in, what would you like to say to directors and screenwriters before you even it comes to the point where they're giving you a, a script? Like, because I feel like some like when you spoke about the, I think Lauren spoke about the problem of sort of being presented like, oh, can we do like the entire, the the interior of a circus or whatever tent? And I think that some of those considerations can perhaps come a bit sooner. So what do you guys, what would you guys like to say to sort of a screenwriter or director in terms of like practicality and considering production design?
2: worked uh when i worked on um my honest film uh one of my friends was a director so i got to be like i got to join her on the the process i was there in the process of her writing which was like which helped me a lot because she would bounce ideas at me of like having certain uh, certain elements in the script and stuff and then i could throw it back and i said yeah that would work and like so it's it's it really helped. It's really helped that I was there earlier on, but I don't know if, if it happens in the industry, but that's something new that I've never experienced in all the years that I've been at AFTA. So it was really good to actually have inputs in the beginning of the process of writing. for
3: me. Yeah, I think definitely at AFTA, you had the opportunity to kind of... Um chat to the director as they were writing the script and be like oh you know this is what I think about this this is what we could potentially do and they would be like oh want to sit in this location and be like uh oh, I don't really know about that I don't think we can find that location that easily um especially because we know the struggle with location it's not always the easiest thing um in the industry they have location managers and it's like that sounds like the bestest thing ever <laughs> um but yeah I think um, I don't really think in the industry, like maybe if you're working on a, on an indie, you probably get involved with the director quite early on and you can be like, oh yeah, okay, this is what I think we could do. But like, if you're getting in quite late and, you know, the, like everybody else has already been hired and, you know, they've got their DOP, they've got like everybody else and you're coming in and you say, and they say, okay, this is our script. This is what we want from you. Then you kind of just have to make it work. And then you can always go to them and be like, I don't know what you think you want in this specific section, but I don't think it's possible. And But I think there are ways around it. Like if something's too big, then you can talk about making a miniature set or, you know, you can always say, have you considered visual effects if you've got a good visual effects budget or, you know, I don't think, we'll be able to find this location. We can, can we build a set for it? And, you know, it's all about the compromise of like, even if you don't, if you hate like set building, then you can be like, we need a, we need to build a set for this. It's not going to work on location. So it's just about finding the compromises and finding the right section that works for you both, I suppose, especially that like, if the script is that well developed and they're just like, well, we're not rewriting it now. So you've got to deal with what you've got. Right.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I definitely agree with uh, what Lauren has, has, just said, um, but I think now more from like a director or script writer's uh, role, I think when they write in the script, yes, it's lovely to have all these brilliant ideas and want to go all extravagant, but I think it's also important to consider if this doesn't work out, how can we solve this problem? Because just as a production designer, how you get given these ideas and now you have to sit and try solve the problem of how are we going to create this and, okay, what if that location is no longer an option? What are we going to do? Like you're constantly having to think of solutions. So I think as a script writer, you must think, okay, if we can't find this location, can we build it? Do we have enough? In our budget to build it? Or can we rather do special effects? So I think it's also just in that you have to consider the whole aspect of the film, not just the script itself.
4: Mm. Lauren's coming from England, Oliver's coming from the Congo, um, Raquel's in SA, what what do you guys think is sort of the difference between um, each place? If maybe you could Talk about your experiences in um, Congo versus working in SA, England versus SA. What are the different uh, industries
2: like? The difference between Congo and Congo has a structure. We don't have a structure or uh, or a film industry. Like it's they're only starting to get it now. It's like the beginning of it now. Like it's in South Africa, we know what's going on. We know the rules. Like like um, I thought when I got when I was in first year. they told me that the film industry is like the army. Um, like everybody has the, like I feel like here everybody just mixes stuff. Like there's no discipline when it comes to just filming. Like you just have an idea and people will be like they'll shoot. But I have not worked on any film set, uh, any film stage yet here, just for, except on this music video that I'm gonna be working on. Um, we we are not supported. We're not as supported here as as South Africa. The South African film industry is supported. Like in. We don't have much support yet. I think people are only starting to realize it now, and it's we slowly try getting that change. Um, but it's also from Congolese like me that have that have had opportunities to study in South Africa to bring those skills back home here and teach people. Like because not everybody has has the opportunity to even travel or have the mind, like to go and study in South Africa. So a lot of people, a lot of people that. Are coming back and are using those skills even by just doing um, short films and stuff. it's just bringing together and bring ideas and I think uh, it's the youth. It's always the youth that are gonna push the country and bring different mm-hmm. things because we believe in being doctors and so the arts like so the youth here the art, the people in the art department yeah we're trying to bring a change so it's very new mm-hmm. here it's very very new.
3: It's quite funny because I feel like I'm the complete opposite because I've come into an industry that's so old um, and, you know, it's so well-established. And it's it was very different, like, kind of, like, jumping into the art department here because I think – I don't know if I was the only person who felt this, but, like, especially art department after felt like it was a bit of a, a war because everybody was like, we don't need PD. It's not important. And you're kind of, like, trying to, like, fight yeah. with that the whole time. And – you know everybody's like oh you know we just care about it we have a good cinematographer we'll be fine and you know like all you do is like put a couch up against the wall and that's that's you that's enough and then I got here and I was talking to like a DOP the one day and I like mentioned what it was like back home and they were just like sorry and it was just there's a whole different type of respect for art department in this country that I was like oh what is this this is like heaven I can't get over that um I definitely think it's harder to get into the industry here just because of how many people are already in the industry and, you know, it's so well saturated and, but there's constantly things happening at the same time. So there's always something else you can jump onto or something you can get involved with. Um, But also the teams are a lot bigger here. So, you know, Uh, I I went on to one set as production designer and then they had, they were just like, Oh, here's your supervising art director. I'm just like, what does a supervising art director do? And they were just like, Oh, I just look after the budget. And I'm just like, that's like the worst job. I'm so sorry. (laughs) And then, and then they've got like all the teams underneath them. And then I had like done so much work and then the art director came in and they were just like, Oh wait, that's, that's part of my job though. You're just supposed to tell me if it's right or not. And I'm just like, what do you want me to do? (laughs) Um, but it's been quite interesting because I've worked on like I've worked as a production designer, I've worked in the props department, I've worked in um set decoration. So I've kind of like jumped between the different departments within the art department. But um the only thing I haven't done was construction. And but I feel like I did enough of that at after. Um I'm done putting <laughs> sure, on flats. Sure. Thank you very much. Sure. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um
3: so yeah, I think it's quite different here. Um, especially I think it's more flexible in South Africa. Like you can get away with more. You can be like, Oh, let's just cheat this. It's fine. Um, but here, everything's more, you know, everything's down to the scent and you know, every single seconds accounted for. So it's a lot more running around, making sure everything's perfect. Um, but yeah. And also when you go on like a big set and there's like so many people, I'm just like, oh, what is this? This is crazy. But yeah, so it's quite different. Um, think i'm learning a lot more than i thought i would
1: following up on that um I, well i mean we don't want to make it just the lauren show but um tell yeah. us a bit about your <laughs> about your internship that you had uh what was it for outlander right
3: yeah um oh it, it kind of like fizzled and burned really quickly just like went, yeah no <laughs> um it was so weird i was learning so much um from it like and it was the stupidest little things like the one day we went on like this chair excursion where we we're just looking at old chairs the whole day and i was like sure Cool. um this is fun and you know and they were talking about the design and all different types of things and then we had like one day we were just learning like um scenic painting I was like oh I've done plenty of scenic painting it's fine and then I got there and like they were just doing textures I'd never seen before and I was like oh my god and here I was talking yesterday about how much I knew and now I'm just like <laughs> ah, maybe not and then they were just like here yeah, acrylic paint make this look like leather and I'm just like okay um, sure and then the, and it turns out you just like mix it with um fabric softener and you just put shoe polish over it once it's dry and it looks like leather and I was like oh it actually works it's mad um but I think what was really great was learning so much from the people that had been working on those sets and I think even though I didn't get the job in the end I did learn a lot from the process and the experience which was really nice so yeah
1: awesome that's really cool let's talk about the different departments within um production design right because you've got like you said construction and then can you guys what what do you what do you have inside
0: so you've got the art director who kind of just directs everybody <laughs> and tells them what to do um we've been creating the the
3: set on the form. Uh, so you get the set decorators and they come in once all construction's done and all the painting's been done and they decorate the set. So they're the people who bring in all the furniture, all the little things they put on the doorknobs, you know, that kind of thing. Um, so they really bring life to the set. Um, yeah.
2: The prop master that's responsible for all the props that you need for the for the film and stuff. Uh,
3: you also get the construction department and they kind of take care of everything that needs to be built. So... Um, You can be like, this is the big set we're building. Oh, this is the table I need in this section. So anything that needs to be built from scratch, you take it to construction.
4: Oliver spoke about working on the music video he's going to work on. And we were speaking previously about different sizes of productions. What are different things to consider at different budget sizes? Like obviously, Lauren, you said on like sort of bigger things, there's like a lot more hierarchy involved and your job becomes... Something that you have to sort of figure out how to do in terms of what where you are in that that hierarchy versus doing something you know at after where you were the production designer was every single one of those things what what changes at different budget levels like what what do you consider for like um the music video that you're working on Oliver versus uh doing like a short film or t v show or something like that
2: the video well, I'm actually doing is also like a uh... The budget is quite tight. We, we like we are giving like 800 dollars, and then here eight hundred dollars in in Congo, it's really not that much actually because we also use dollars, yeah. Um, so um, so I'm doing specific like specific scenes for this EP. So I'm also doing a photo shoot for the cover, so which is important. We had to, so I'm um, I'm dividing everything like what's most important. Like we had to have like um. A design board. So I work with the design board to see all, I put all my ideas together and I presented first to them. And so I, I, I gave them one of the design boards and I showed them specific scene because I, I needed, because it's like production, like you were thinking about like uh, the location, traveling to the location, um, because I'm doing everything, even the the outfit, the color, like everything that I, so I had to explain to them where all the specific funds are going. And I also needed help with a bit of transport. So I had to, I had to be specific that we need transport to get to this location we need car like it's very important if we want to get there on time and i also press on time which is so important on this side because we live in a country where you can be in traffic for two hours of traffic on this side two hours of traffic so you have to basically leave three hours earlier so i'm very specific with them and planning and it's a short, like just trying to make it work it's really trying to make it work and and you also want to present something something very personal to me because it's like one of the first opportunities that I actually got here. So you wanna put your base foot. You don't always you don't wanna like just because it's like I'm trying to make it work with all the like the budget that I have, but mm-hmm. just not something simple, some, some something great out of it. So that's mm-hmm. what I'm mm-hmm. working on on this side. So I hope you guys understood that. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: That's
2: cool. No, no,
1: no, definitely. Uh Raquel, what was your what was your experience? Um Working on uh, pr- uh, public engagement uh, with us because I mean that was a very small budget thing. It was a very sort of uh, I think we only had like a month to prepare the whole thing as well. Uh, what was your experience like working on on that?
0: I think it was a it was a great experience because at the end of the day, working with you as the director who shared your ideas because usually I've I've had so many experiences where I try to Understand what does the director want from the production design, um, and it's literally just clueless. They created this whole form, but they have no clue as to what they want. So I think with you, at the end of the day, it was it was so nice because now I'm bringing you my designs, I'm hearing your feedback, and then I'm adjusting it here and there. And then obviously just because of the budget. I kind of, at the end of the day, I kind of like having a small budget because I find that it really pushes my creativity because at the end of the day, I have to like make things out of nothing. Um, I'm going and finding random blocks of styrofoam in the trash and like I'm just coming, <laughs> <laughs> like it. at the end of the day, it's great. And I understand that working on different size films, you're going to have different roles you're gonna focus on one thing but if it's a smaller budget you're gonna focus on everything and I like being involved in everything and you know even though it can be a bit of a a challenge and stressful it's it's lovely because at the end of the day you when you create the film once it's shot and even once you set it up you actually like stand back and be surprised and shocked by yourself because that's that's what I found when I did public engagement I could all look one way in my garage but when I put it there um, at the location on the day it looked completely different and I was like okay wow geez I didn't think it would look this good so yeah I think I think depending on on the on the budget and on the on the group you can have different different experiences some more challenging some your roles are a bit smaller but yeah i had a good time
1: awesome wholesome.
2: <laughs> <laughs> lauren said something about where she's actually like, she's working on bigger um set now and then for me production design when i used to even work with lauren recall uh, on sets and, or building sets together it was really fun because sometimes being a production design w- was a bit hectic but working together was fine I, I almost felt it, it felt like um, like bees working together when just to bring an idea together that's the beauty of production design when you have all these bees trying to make this dream or this visual this visual come through that's like the experience that she's had where she has a uh, a production design that is meant that's like that is responsible for the budget of like the budget of the production design. That's already cool because that's something that you don't it's it's part of that that yeah just try to make that honey. That's how that's I see production design and the fact that she's experiencing it is really exciting.
4: That's cool. Yeah it really goes into um, one of the questions I had was about production design myths like any misconceptions and I was hoping that someone would actually bring up the what I was hoping from that question was that someone would bring up you know how much work goes into making something look effortless um which is like the beauty of um production design um like I know that you know when I've seen some sort of behind the scenes stuff of a film or something and then I watch a film that same film with a friend who Maybe isn't necessarily a filmmaker, and then I say to them, "Oh, you know that whole thing was built from scratch. Um, that's a whole. That's a whole set. That's a whole." And they're like, "What?" So yeah, that's 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 crazy. Everyone, so many people working together, so much hard work and talent to make something just feel completely like it's meant to be there. It's a beautiful thing. That sweet honey. Yeah, definitely
2: that sweet honey. And not going like, sometimes I think we all had is individual had to work on our own things when we went after, mm. especially for our films. But when we had those group projects together, it was, it's fine to go into an uh, environment where you could see Lauren, you could see Raquel and then you would, Lauren would paint something, they Raquel would like, it's just, it's creating that mm. that world together. That's, that's the fine part of it also, yeah.
3: production design and i think there's also a really great sense of co- collaboration with other artists in like who are who everybody like when your team just cares about the set and they're just like we don't care how it's filmed we don't care what they put the actors in we just care about what the set looks like and there's kind of like this really nice sense when you get those people all together and um it's just it's really nice listening to those stories as well like you know when you watch behind the scenes and you like they're talking to the production designer and they talk about their massive team and you're just like oh that's so sweet they like level their people that they've got and I know one of the art directors that I met, um, Gary Tomkin. he was talking about when he worked on Harry Potter. Sorry. I feel like I'm name dropping, but I'm really not. Um, and cause I just went to a talk that he was at, but anyway, um, and he was talking about working for Stuart Craig and he was one of the art directors and he was like, no, Stuart was really great. And he had so many different art directors and, um, Gary was just like oh the only thing I worked on was like Hogwarts castle but you know there were other art directors who like concentrated on the different things and he was like so I was nothing on them and I was like you designed the castle (laughs) dude like come on (laughs) what are you talking about um but they were all just saying oh but I wouldn't have been able to do it with this guy and you know if this guy wasn't a part of it then who knows what it would have looked like um so it's really like this really nice sense of community between them all and um yeah and you see that when like when you look at like the different art department and like production design guilds across the world that they're also really nice and supportive of one of one another i'm sure the other departments are as well but you know it's obviously the production designers i care about (laughs) so so it is all the little bees making honey together oh
1: awesome awesome do you guys do you guys think um that it's important to go to film school to be a production designer can you imagine a world where you didn't go to film school and you're still a production designer
0: I don't know, it's a bit strange <laughs> to answer that question because all three of us have been to school, so it's a bit hard to imagine not going. Um, but I actually actually did recently talk to someone um who did drop out of film school who did study production design, but I think maybe dropped out in the first year. So and and she's doing well for herself as a production designer. So I kind of think also at the end of the day. Um, I think if you've got if you've got the skill for it, if you've got the the work ethic, the imagination, and um, the creativity, I don't necessarily think that going to or not going to um, form school is going to prevent you from still being a good production designer or doing production design. Mm. Because at the end of the day, I think it can be said about any um, any part in in a film, whether you are an actor or um, a cinematographer. I think if you've got the knack for it, if you've got the necessary skill set, then you're you're fine. You can achieve what you want to do. So I don't necessarily yeah. think. Um, that you have to study that specific thing.
4: So I suppose going off of that question is um, you're saying that it is achievable to go into production design without having gone to film school. Did that Did that person maybe tell you how they how they made their way? Like what what their what their career path was up to that point?
0: I think it's the same as it would be for pretty much anybody. Um, starting off in the film industry, you start at the very bottom and you really have to work your way up. Um, So I also think it's an element of luck and opportunity um, as well. So yeah, at the end of the day, she got the opportunity to to work on a set of someone and then just from their network. So I also think, uh, as anyone in the industry, it's important to network. Because that's the only way you can grow as anyone um, in your
2: specific field. Given the opportunity, you take it and you run with it. That, um, <laughs> <Yeah>. you <run. laughs>
1: How do you how do you get that first like opportunity? Even even going to film school, how do you get onto a set um, for the first time? That's not a you know a film school set, like a real thing. How do you how do you do that?
3: I think it's just looking for opportunities, talking to the people you know. Um, so, I mean, if you do go to film school, you'll always know someone who's doing something or working on some set. So it's just important to, like, don't burn all your bridges while you're at film school um, is one thing, I suppose. Um, and, you know, just keep in contact with the people that you worked well with um, because always, there's always an opportunity. And, you know, you don't know who's going to think of you and be like, hey, do you want to hop on the set with me? Because you, you, you never know when that's going to happen. Um, so it's important to like keep in contact with the people that um you know are also trying to work on their own things. I do think it's quite difficult though, because it's not like there's just like, hey, here's a job ad, here, come be a runner, and then you're just like, yeah, that's me, let's go. Um so and it's it's definitely finding the opportunities. Like I know in the UK there's a lot of internships and there's, there's a lot of training and a lot of apprenticeships and that kind of thing. So it's quite easy to jump onto one of those. Um, But obviously there's so many other people that you're like competing against at the same time. So it's quite difficult to get in. Um, I definitely think it's just getting your foot in the door. Um, So if someone hires you and you have to make coffee for like a month, just do it (laughs) because it's, I know it's not fun. And I know you went to film school and you're just like, I don't want to make coffee. I'm more experienced than that. And I mean, fair, sure you are. But then while you're making that coffee, make sure that people notice that and just talk to everybody, you know. So it's just about taking every opportunity that comes your way. Hmm. But obviously just don't constantly work for free. I mean, I feel like I fell into that trap while well, I was still in SA. I'd done so many projects for free. And by the time I turned around, I was like, oh, wait, no, um, I need to be paid. I need, you know, have rent and other things to do. And they were just like, oh, well, you know, then it's not, PD's not really that important. We'll be fine without you. And then you kind of just like, oh, well, wow, anyway, so <laughs> yeah. Then I moved. I was like, never mind. <laughs> but that was my own fault, I think. I just I shouldn't have done it for so long. And at first it was a bad experience, but then it gets to the point where you're just like, oh, come on, guys. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: I've got the experience mm. now. Now pay me for that experience.
3: Yeah, but I think that's
0: also the problem in South Africa that I find specifically with production designers um, is that a lot of people don't necessarily want to pay for production design um so they'd rather just not hire a production designer or like you know unfortunately Lauren got caught into it being just someone to supply the work and do the work for for nothing so that is also the problem in South Africa that we face so like she got on the plane and <laughs> um in somewhere that she was more appreciated so I think that's a good thing and like she said you know just Get your way, put your foot in the door and really just hustle your way up because um, especially in South Africa, it's, it's still growing. It's a growing industry. So it's it's very tough to really just get in there.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the job I see most common in this country is um, prop assistant and that's always like an entry level. Like they take kids that are like, well, not kids, but you know, people that have just left high school. And that's how people who don't go to film school in this country because it's, like, mad expensive get into the film industry. They start at, like, entry-level positions and they're always, like, runner or assistant for this guy, or that thing. So, and, like, prop assistance is one of, like, the lowest you can get. But it's really rewarding because you actually get, like, on set and that's, you know, you're on set, you're actually working with the props. I mean, you might not be taking it to the actor, but you might be, like, in the background, like, fixing them, making sure they're all in order, that kind of thing. So, yeah.
1: Mm, Yeah, and then you work your way up, like, any... Any job. Um, Yeah. Where can people look for these kinds of opportunities? Like Facebook or do they, is there like an app or an ad or, you know, is there a newspaper that you open and then it's like, oh, here's all the (laughs) production design jobs. Where can people look for these kinds of jobs?
0: Well, I think um, number one, if you went to film school, I think it's good to really just start the networking um, because if you know someone, they know someone else who can make, who maybe has a better opportunity for you. So I think start off networking, but also just research. Like I've researched and I found a lot of apps, um, especially for focusing more on like freelancers. Um, and I think at the end of the day that like in the film industry, that's where it's best to start. Start off as a freelancer. Um, just because you have more leeway and more opportunity to look at a lot of different projects and so look look for apps um, trust me there's like a lot a lot out there um, and maybe and maybe just google as well just research um, films or production companies as well so it's, it's just about looking in the right places and Awesome.
2: Yeah. especially when even with production designers maybe there's gonna be some project where like if i'm not in the country or something and like i know that there's somebody in the country i would go to a fellow production designer post it on to them so it's also like mm. definitely networking and knowing for mm. production designers because it's it, yeah it's just sharing it with them also mm. mm-hmm.
1: can you guys tell us what's your like who's your Production design heroes was one of Mark's questions. I'm stealing it. But um, <laughs> uh, who's your the production design hero or what was a film or a you know series of films or whatever that really inspired you to become a production designer and you know what was it that what was it that made you think I wanna be a production designer?
2: For me, I don't think it was <laughs> like I always loved art. Like even in art school, I always loved art and and I knew when I was like when I leave high school I wanted to do something in art. And uh, when I got when I got to after I still didn't know like we get those like we get all those um, subjects and stuff and you have to pick and and, I, and I found production design just happened along the way and I was asked to like create a set and I just love like it just it just, it just, it just flowed with me I like it was art mm. I was I, could, I was able to create. And I'm very, I'm a very practical person, so um, it was definitely that. And as far as action designers, that I, I don't think she's a, uh, she's a production, she's a production designer, a stage designer. I don't remember, like the name is very, it's very French. I forgot, but I'll try to. <laughs> but yeah, the fact that she's, she's not limiting herself just like production design. She's doing stage, she's doing fashion shows and like you, like we are able to do so many things. Production design is so big and we are able to create so many things. So like, I'm just, I think that I'm very open music, videos, commercials. I'm like, like the broad, all of it.
3: Yeah. Okay. I'm quite funny when I talk about my production design heroes, cause I have like four main ones. <laughs> so <laughs> it's anyway, um, and they're all like important for different reasons, I think. Um, but anyway, so I think the very first one is definitely Stuart Craig. Um, and he is most famous for Harry Potter, obviously. And but that's just because I'm like major Potter nerd anyway. You even worked and on the I Harry think, Potter lot. <laughs> I know. So I worked at the Warner Brothers Studio Tour for a couple months. And it's quite funny because all you do is talk about Harry Potter all day. And I was like, is there even a better <laughs> job? We've got to do this forever. Yeah. Um, So that was quite fun and it was really nice because when you're like learning everything that you need to know it was just so much knowledge that we had to like cram into our brains in such a short time and it was really really cool and then when you're actually going through the tour like they're just using the real sets in the actual studio that they had used and so like when you first get hired they like do this massive like ceremony and it's all cute and you're sitting they have like a little cinema thing where um, they have like the three main actors talk to you um, or like the people that are there and then so they did that for us. And then they opened the doors and behind the doors of, is the Great Hall. And it's like the actual Great Hall that had been there since like 1999 when they first started filming the first one. Damn. And you're just like, ah! And it's just, it's really, really cool when they do like the whole open the doors thing and then you see the set. And then after that, you just walk through the rest of the sets. And yeah, anyway, so after <laughs> that story. Um, so I had learned a lot more about Stuart Craig then. And it was really interesting, especially like when you when he would like talk about working with, the cinematography like department and you know talk about um working with the visual effects guys and the whole team was just so integrated and there was like I think during the whole whole process there was like 5,000 people that worked on all eight movies and I mean it was just an iri- ridiculous amount of people and you can just imagine how big his art department was and I mean what they pulled off was pretty pretty great I think just because it looks so magical and I mean I'm a big fantasy fan as well so Just all of that was really nice. Um, But then I'm also a really big fan of, um, I I never know how to say his surname, Um, Adam Stockhauser. Hopefully he never sees this and tells me. (laughs) And he's a production designer who works a lot with Wes Anderson. And so obviously he's really cool. And he's so funny though, because he's just like, um, so people always go up to him and they're just like, your designs are so amazing. And he's like, oh, that's just Wes. He's the one who comes <laughs> up with everything. I just make it happen. And then, so I'm just like, oh, you're so nice. And then you get like production designers like Sarah Greenwood. And I've always been a big fan of hers, but she's only like, she usually only does like period pieces. And then she does fantasies also like period. So like she did Beauty and the Beast and Cinderella and that kind of thing. And so it's technically still period, but I like, with like fantastical element to it. Uh, but she did like atonement and um, Pride and Prejudice. And I just really enjoyed her work as well, and yeah, I think I'll stop there before I just carry on naming them all. <laughs> uh, yeah, so if I had to choose a hero, it would be Stuart Craig. Uh,
1: is that the reason that she became a, a, a production designer?
3: Yeah, I think so. Like, I knew I wanted to go into film. I knew I like it was always in the back of my head. And then like when I went to after at first, I was just like, oh, I don't know. There's so many other departments I could choose from. Let me like choose something else. And I almost, almost took writing and animation. I was so close to it. I mean, I'm sure you you would have been great. Hopefully. (laughs) Um, Like, you know, when you had to, like, choose your subjects for second year and you had to, like, write them down on that little page and then take it to, like, the registry. And I actually had, like, scribbled it out and then rewritten it, like, twice. And I was like, I need a new one (laughs) because it's it's just scribbles. Um, So, but, yeah, I think I did try to take um, animation writing and production design, but production design and animation clash. So they were just like, you can't do this. And I was like, mm. <laughs> so, um, But yeah, I think in the end, it was the right choice for me. Um, I think yeah. I would have cried if I had taken animation, especially <laughs> like when it got to like 3D animation, I would have just been like, eh. so.
1: No, yeah. I mean, uh, I, I haven't mentioned it yet, but like, I, I've also worked with Lauren um, on Mullenmuehler, which was also just the best um, experience. I mean, that's my only production design experience, but well, uh, before, before working with Raquel, that was my only one, but I was like, Oh, this is so great. So, <laughs> so yeah, I just wanted to mention that as well.
0: Well, for uh, I've been sitting here the whole time trying to think of the, the name of the girl that, um, I really admire. Can you Google it quick. Last, I tried, <laughs> I wasn't Googling the right words, <laughs> but anyway, um, She's, uh, she's UK based, uh, but obviously travels the whole world. And when I, when I first came to, after, like I always knew I wanted to be in the film industry, um, but after kind of just was like a mind blow for me, it was not what I would have expected going anywhere else. So it was pretty awesome that I got to try a lot of things and production design just came my way and I was like, oh my gosh, I love this. Um, so I really just fall in love with production design, and this and the, this woman um, that I absolutely admire, she is a constant inspiration. She literally pushes design to another level that is just mind blowing. And I, I sit here and think like, how does she come up with these ideas? because she she designed sets for stage uh, for like music concerts or even theatrical performances and films. And she's even got her own art gallery going on with all her designs. And it's just it's just insane to be honest. And it's honestly an inspiration and just it inspires you to get more creative to really just. Push yourself as a designer, and really just keeps you motivated, especially for those tough days that I'm sure we've all experienced. Like, why am I here, <laughs> drilling and painting and cutting myself? And I don't know, it kind of just like pushes that all that away because um, once you see your work done, and it's it's inspiring. You end up inspiring yourself from the things that you've done.
2: The lady who did like the Beyonce or stages and stuff. We talk about Alice Devine, something Devine something, I Recall, Is it her They're from UK? So I think I you also think follow I mean, her on Instagram.
0: Probably. We, we
2: both follow her on Instagram. That's the same one also I'm talking about. Ah. She's good. <laughs> <laughs> She's amazing. I sent her I sent her a message on Instagram asking her for a job like three times. She hasn't seen my Instagram <laughs> messages, but hey, one day is like one day she'll read one right. of them and then she'll call me. You miss all the shots you didn't take. You? <laughs> I got to. I'm just waiting for that one day. She'll send me like flight tickets and I'll be out of it. Yes,
4: I, Definitely.
2: I'll be in your <laughs>
0: How have you guys found um, working with production designers? What have we
1: found? We have found ultimate beauty. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I mean, Good. from my side, uh, I mean, I've only worked on two forms, like I said, with a production designer, both with Lauren. Well, first one with Lauren, second one with Raquel. Yeah, so I worked with Lauren on Malamiella, and that was just the, like, sort of, can I call it like a foundation forming experience for me Uh, because it was the first sort of like big production that I had directed myself and it was uh, it was also the longest shoot that I've been on so far and there was so many so many things going into that that I literally just had I think Lauren got frustrated with me at some point because I I really didn't know what I was what I wanted um, on that film but but then I would like say something or Lauren would bring me stuff and I'd be like, yeah, yeah, that's the thing. And um, yeah, so I think Lauren really like helped me understand what production design is and how it works and stuff. And then with Raquel as well, like I just, I was just like, we need to make this, this like proposal area look pretty and we need to make it fit in within the style of like an amazing race type parody. So I, again, I was like, I had vague ideas, but then um, just, just you know, giving – for me, it's like giving the people who know better, um, you know, letting them do their thing. That was really, for me, like a, a thing that I've learned from production design as well. Um, and, I've, and I'm, yeah, I've got so much respect for production designers. And I just want to work with, with all of you guys on all of my movies. But I never have money. But that's going to change soon. And then you'll be, you'll be there. You'll know. <laughs>
4: Yeah, I think for me, um, you don't realize just how important production designers are until you have, as you're saying, you have like a dedicated one, like going from working on, from making like sort of no budget stuff and then you aren't sort of really considering um, production design. And then as soon as as there is that, that consideration, you're like, okay, I'm never making anything else without like a dedicated production design. Or even if you do another sort of no budget thing, you start becoming, you start thinking about what you've learned from production designers that you've worked with and start considering uh, those things. I mean, production designers, they design the production. Like there's, (laughs) there's nothing more like more foundational than that. Like if you don't have one, then... He doesn't have a production, <laughs> pretty much.
1: Any any last words for any aspiring production designers from each oh, of them? That's you? a good one. And then we'll and then we'll end there. Who wants to go first?
2: Okay, I'll go first.
3: Go for it. Honest. Thank
1: you, Franz. Oh no, so we just lost Oliver, which as so sad he was saying that he's His power um, was a bit all over the place. So I guess it cut out now, unfortunately. Uh, But to end us off, maybe Lauren and Raquel can just give us their, like, um, just some words for aspiring production designers.
3: Um, So mine would be, have faith in your process, Um, especially because the artistic and creative process that you go through as a designer is so important to, like, the final design that, um, you know, no matter what, you need no matter how you do it no matter how you work you have to stick to it because it's what works for you and you can't like produce your best design without it so definitely have faith in yourself have faith in your creative abilities um if you start doubting yourself then everybody else will doubt you and which is never a good look
1: <laughs> which is the most important thing just just look like you know
3: what you're doing <laughs> exactly
0: well i've definitely had those times where i feel like i'm going to lose my mind and i'm going to panic cuz i'm like my design's just not going the way it is, um, but I do think it's important. Just trust yourself, just relax, and just keep going. The process is never easy; it's really mm-hmm. not. Um, but just just believe yourself, and and just remember that design is a process. Even at the very end, you're gonna still think that it could have been better. Mm-hmm. But I think from every creative person they're never happy with their final projects but i think at the end of the day just keep believing in yourself just keep researching and seeking inspiration because by doing that you better yourself um if you just sit there and try to come up with your own ideas it's not going to work out 100 percent all the time um so just seek inspiration seek advice and and when you get stuck, collaborate with other people. And that, that's what I loved um, working at, at Varsity with uh, all the other production designers because you, you bounce ideas off each other. And so I think just keep believing, just keep trying, just.
1: Hold on to that feeling.
0: Yeah, like, <laughs> get those creative juices flowing. Like, don't be afraid um, to really just, even if it's a wild idea, just. It's, it's a starting point, um, and I think that's important. Mm.
1: Um, so just awesome. Keep going, keep fighting. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. OK, great. Well, thank you guys so much for awesome. coming through. That was awesome. Um, so sorry all. about Oliver dropping out at the literally, <laughs> literal last second. <laughs> but thank you guys so much. That was That was really inspiring, really great. I'm really happy you guys came on, and I think this is going to be really great. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you so much. Okay, and that was it for this edition of Department Spotlight focusing on production design. So thank you so much, Lauren, Oliver, and Raquel for your awesome insights. If you enjoyed this podcast, remember that you can also watch us on YouTube. We make a lot of filmmaking content and short films. So we release new videos every Tuesday and every Friday with a new short film on the first Friday of every month. You can head over to youtube.com slash loop pictures or click in the link in the description. So until next time, Stay inside, make your movie.